0: Diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey.
1: Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Good morning and welcome to the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and today I'm talking to Rose Lucas who is one of the editors of the book Poetry of Encounter by Liquid Amber Press and uh, later on we'll be reading some of the poems. Um, uh, The poems will be read by Ezra Bix. Uh, So Rose, are you there?
2: Yes, I am. Hi, Di.
1: Hi. Well, thank you for coming on the program. My pleasure. So, tell me, how did you come about to create this anthology? What was the inspiration behind it?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, good good question. Well, the anthology poetry of encounter came out of the prize, the annual prize that we ran in 2022 for Liquid Amber Press. And I guess we were looking for, you know, a, a, as one always does, a sort of broad topic, you know, but that people could find, you know, some kind of home into. So we were in, interested in the idea of encounter, you know, what happens when one thing meets another of, you know, whether that's emotional or physical or cultural or whatever it might be. So that was the prompt for the prize. And, um, you know, we got a, we got a super, you know, a rain, ray of poems, and um, what you see now in the anthology are the poems that were selected for the long list, uh, as well as the the winning and shortlisted
1: poems. And what were you, what were your selection criteria? How did you choose the ones you liked?
2: Oh well, that's that's a bit of an X factor, isn't it? <laughs> Always interesting to think about. Well, um, I I did the judging of the prize. Uh, together with Anne Carson, so that was that was wonderful to have another, you know, poet-reader in the mix. We were looking for poems that obviously explicitly grappled with that, that theme in some, you know, broadly defined way, you know, that of course were... They had to be 50 lines long or no more, and, um, you know, that had a degree of proficiency. We re- were really looking for poems that would arrest and move a reader, you know, and of course as anyone knows who's judged a, a prize or been a, 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 a submitter. You know, there's always a bit of a subjective element in that. But, you know, we were looking looking to get a range of poems from a range of different kinds of of styles and perspectives. And I guess in the end it's the ones that, you know, jump out and, you know, grab you by the collar that that, that make the cut.
1: Yes, well, the thing that struck me was the... Depth and diversity of the approaches and the themes. You know, like it, it, they had a very wide, wide range of styles and topics.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad. You know that that struck you. I mean, I guess you know we didn't, we didn't sort of have a have a list of you know must have a poem like this and a poem like that to tick off. But uh, you know, I think in looking at the poems that did really you know call to us or or speak to us in some important ways you know it, it was also interesting and I think important to you know to let some of that diversity come through as well so you know we were really wrapped when we you know finally got down to that uh long list and then short list and then winners you know to see to see the range I mean partly that's a testimony to to what's happening in in Aussie poetry at the minute there's a you know, there's a lot of different voices and styles. And I think if you give give people something that's rich enough to grapple with, then, you know, that, that range is going to come
1: out. And tell me about this year's prize. What was that about?
2: Yeah, well, we've just, just concluded that, Di. Um, the 2023 prize for, poetry, for Liquid Amber Press was um, this year the Poetry of Home. And, uh, you know, once again, as, as with Encounter you know we gave some some prompts about what home might mean in different ways and also some visual prompts as well so really asking people to to sort of you know explore and riff around that idea and i mean gee wow once again um we were totally blown away and Carson and i and Renee ship were the the judges this year and um you know once again you know people absolutely put themselves on the on the line with this this topic because home you know is such a such a loaded place either positively or negatively and everything in between you know and and you know once again I think we had double the number of entries this year so we were really really pleased to see that.
1: Well congratulations so um, that's going to be called the, the book that's coming out it's going to be called The Poetry of Home is it?
2: That's correct yes uh, last year's anthology The Poetry of Encounter and this year to be released in November um, is uh, the poetry of home. Yep.
1: And so, tell me the Liquid Amber website address.
2: Yes, that's Liquid uh, Amber Press, all one word. dot com. dot au.
1: Great. Well, thank you for coming on the program, Rose.
2: Oh, my my pleasure indeed. Lovely to chat.
1: Yeah, great Thanks, to guys. chat. Yeah. Okay. i talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Listening to the 3CR Spoken Word Program and we're going to read some poems from the Poetry of Encounter. Um, So I'd like to welcome Ezra Bix.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And Ezra is a poet and an actor and a writer, so it's very special to have you on.
0: It's a pleasure. I always love reading any poems that you have discovered.
1: Thank you. Well, where would you like to begin?
0: Why don't we read this lovely poem by Alicia Sometimes, called Even in an Age Unlike Our Own, after Sappho. Someone will remember who we are. How the hollow-bearing red gum houses the owl chick in waiting, where unsteady footsteps press lightly in the contours of sand. How we scrapbook each vanishing second, ravenous for comfort and love and worth. Someone will recollect the tumult and squall from the petty mouth of bickering, the long swerve of responsibility by the heads and shoulders of those who should know better. Always in our minds the quenching of equality and parallel provisions for those with excess the layered tassels of pomp and distraction, undulating with driftwood while we demand fair pay. Someone will question decisions to relegate the earth to the background, allowing pollution to wallow in soil, our air, stained smoke circling towers too high to bear witness. How we retreat for too long, morphing into machines in our homes, cherishing relics and monuments to those past, but balking at elevating dazzling new voices. We will think of the days swimming as mariners, as we hold on to the idea of others saving the seas. Recording our seasoned histories becoming emissaries of expectation, etching our names into scrolls for future forgiveness. Someone must know we gathered together, impelled to create sanctuary, resolute we would continue, confident in sculpting change. How we acknowledged through lines of our gestures, yearning for importance or relevance and tribute, voyeurs to unrelenting tremors traversing space. We have lived and we will no longer, as generations bury their dead in books and worse, in the recesses of margins never written. Even in this moment, we claw any veneer. A kaleidoscope of views, glittering, in the tentacles of night.
1: Such a great poem, isn't it?
0: Very well written. Yes. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, she didn't write that in two minutes. That's, oh, that's for sure. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's great.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, it's got so many, so many. Uh, lines that stay with you Um, uh, it's it's a very striking piece you know burying
0: your dead in books
1: (laughs) yes or morphing into machines Mm. someone will question decisions to relegate the earth to the background Mm. i mean wow yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Great. It's really that, yeah, great. that
0: you probably—that's that's the greatest in the whole piece, almost. That one.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, and, and you know, morphing into machines in our homes, uh, mm. cherishing relics and monuments to those past, but balking at elevating dazzling new voices. Mm. I mean, you mm. know, there's there's, there's yeah, so there's much there. there. There's a lot there. Yeah, morphing
0: yeah. into machines. Um, yeah. I, I, I am become coffee machine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I I became my computer for many years, <laughs> but <laughs> I gratefully left it. Uh, but yeah, no. Good it, for it's, you. It's it, these things swallow us whole. I do. But yeah. So she's an environmentalist as well as a poet. So mm. uh, I think that comes through.
0: Yes, it does.
1: Yeah. So where will we go next?
0: Let us go to the land of Galen Carbus.
1: Oh, excellent. Mm. Mm.
0: Well, actually, her mother's land. The poem right. is called My Mother's World. After the documentary, The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. The film begins with shots of Chicago, skyscrapers. My mother says, Look at all those buildings. I never knew buildings could be so tall. Look at that! I've never before heard my mother comment on buildings, skyscrapers, the world. Since losing a lot of her sight and turning to audiobooks, how she speaks has changed. Some years ago I was in New York. I went to the Empire State Building. I tried to tell my mother, tried to convey to her how nothing could be ever the same now that I'd gone there. I told my mother, you know, the one where Kerry Grant was supposed to meet Deborah Carr in an affair to remember. Ah, I remember my mother saying. Where where is it anyway? New York. You know where that is, I asked her. Well, I wouldn't know. I've never been there, my mother said. America, Mum. It's in America. This conversation was a long time ago. Now I say to my mother, Mum, have you ever seen a globe of the world or an atlas? What's that? Atlas? My mother says, making it sound like some kind of supermarket. I mean, have you ever seen a map of the world, all the countries in the world, I say. No? Why would I? It's not like I'm going to go there," my mother says.
1: Amazing, yeah, very clever, very, mm. very clever. Mm. I mean, the last line is such a is such a great ending line. That's you know, the world. It's not like I'm going to go there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a gentle uh, a gentle look at. Uh At dementia, yes, Mm. it is. Yeah, Mm.
1: this is the three CR spoken word program. My name is Dyke Cousins, and I'm here with Ezra Bix. And we're reading from a book called "Poetry of Encounter: The Liquid Amber Prize Anthology." And isn't it fun to open a book and find new things?
0: Absolutely. I do that whenever I'm in a library. I make a point of each time I find myself in a library, which can be quite often. Um, but if I'm just going in there to pick up a book quickly, I must stop and I must p- select a random book or, uh, or or select a book that looks sexy from its spine. Um, and I'm, I need uh, or I have to, I challenge myself to find out one new fact about the world, um, or one new opinion, or something new, something new, one new photo. Um, and take that away with me. Yeah. And sometimes you get lucky and you find a, a jewel. Mm. Um, and if yeah, if you go to a good library and you, yes. you look at good books, you know, there's Probably lots of jewels. Probably going to find
1: something. Yeah. You, are. yeah, you are. Well, there's a few jewels in here. What mm-hmm. What are we looking at next? We're going
0: to look at a, a poem by Sarah Rice called "I Didn't Quite Catch That." I'm a poet, I said to the cabbie on the way back from the airport. And I stared out the window, as if long moments of reverie were what poets, and therefore I, were given to. And indeed, I tried to turn the line of trees and lamp posts into a poem, as, as you do, or as I should do. And I wondered then if being a poet is something in the way I looked, something about me. Caps and curls, colours askew, or in the way I looked about me, the jack of my eye, how tightly notched, and all the while I noticed the prunus turning purple. In fact, I had led with that, so it had been a fortunate start. And if he could have caught my thoughts as they sped past me, as we sped past the shadows of the trees... Would he have seen that a poet is just someone who tries to catch such shadows As if I were the sort of someone who could or should Stand all autumn beneath the silver birches And catch the gold as it falls
1: Oh, thank you, Sarah Mm, Thank you, Sarah, Sarah Sarah's name?
0: Sarah Rice
1: Sarah Rice Excellent. Mm. Well done. Mm. Yeah. So, Ezra, where would you like to go next?
0: I would like to go down the street called Dissociation, which is the name of the, this next poem by Shelley Beamish. Dissociation. When she wasn't watching, I bound her hands, taped her mouth and silently dragged her into the cupboard. I left her there to die, while I wore her skin, the real girl rotting into the floor, fading from meaning. I took up her life, carried it forward, unsure of what she called herself or the names she answered to, but sure of this, no one is coming to rescue her. When you weren't watching... I bound your hands, taped your mouth, and silently dragged you into the cupboard. I left you there to die, while I wore your skin. The real you, rotting into the floor, fading from meaning. I took up your life, carried it forward. Unsure of what you called yourself or the names you answered to, but sure of this. No one is coming to rescue you. When I wasn't watching, I bound my hands, taped my mouth and silently dragged myself into the cupboard. I left myself there to die while I wore my skin, the real me rotting into the floor, fading from meaning. I took up my life, carried it forward, Unsure of what I called myself or the names I answered to. But sure of this, no one is coming to rescue me.
1: It's a very powerful poem, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, self is sort of split into three parts.
0: Yes, and, you know... I kind of almost apologies to the listeners Because verse 1 and verse 2 are very similar um, But, well, actually they the listeners would have been okay with it You die, I thought, oh, you're thinking I'm repeating that Because <laughs> I want to do it again But they're very similar, um, the first and second verse uh,
1: But, but it, when, when you get to the third part Then mm. you see that she she is aware of what she's done to herself mm. or at least the person in the poem is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, very expertly rendered, uh, this idea of dissociation.
0: Yeah. Reinvention.
1: Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, it so often happens, I think, that people have this self that is put aside because it's too hard or too sensitive or too creative and another self has to take over.
0: Mm. Mm. Yes. We all have many selves.
1: Yes, indeed. But, uh, but that's particularly brutal. The one where the, the real self ends up dead in a wardrobe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. I'd like to see Hitchcock make a film of that.
1: (laughs) It's a very vivid, vivid set of images. Uh Yeah. Um, So, where will we go next?
0: (laughs) Let's go to The Span of a Bridge by E.A. Gleason. On the bridge that joins the north of the city to the south, I watch a woman, stricken, as she watches a man wrap his arms around a boy, put his hand to the boy's hair and speak a short burst of words I cannot hear. But what I see then is the man uncoil, lower his face to say one last thing and as he begins to walk away put his hand to the boy's shoulder and turn him towards the woman whose arms open like a cloak. The woman looks out from above the child's head and because I have seen what there is to see I walk from the bridge that spans a young boy's life with every other thing that will happen to him.
1: Yes, so intriguing, isn't it? These moments of observation of something, something like it's it's a bit like the end of a um you know the spy novel with Smiley as the character.
0: Yes, is it Tinker Tailor Soldier yeah, Spy? That's uh, right. Yeah, that's right,
1: and people are sort of separated across bridges. Yeah,
0: Bridge of Spies, um, uh, Tom Hanks' movie. Um, yeah, so like uh, or um, the spy who came from, in from the cold, I believe, has a, uh, a prisoner exchange. On a bridge. On a bridge, does it not? Yeah, yeah. it's
1: a great image, that mm. parting on the bridge.
0: Yeah, so is this... I, it's it's a mystery to me, the, the meaning of this observed moment. I'm thinking, is it, are they divorced? Yes. Well, mm. that's, I think, the suggestion mm. is right. that yeah. uh,
1: the child is yeah. being handed from one parent to yeah. the next and it's goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, and hello. Mm. Yeah. So the poetry of encounter, interesting, very different kinds of encounters. Now I think there's a poem there by one of our team members on the Spoken Word Program is Fung uh, and she's just got a brand new book out as well. So her new book is called Clot and Marrow. Uh, It was recently launched um, and published by Recent Work Press and I think uh, the poem we're about to read is also called Clot and Marrow. It is. Okay, go ahead.
0: Clot and Marrow by Esfung. When you're five and you love marmalade on toast for breakfast and your father, whom you've never heard raise his voice, breaks a chair in the next room and your little sister, the size of a watermelon and smeared in jam, reaches out for your wrist, And your mother scoops you both up, bundles you into the car, drives down the street in a way that even your five-year-old self understands as a death wish. And you don't remember how you ended up safely back in bed. You look up to see a rare evening star. When you are five and this happens, your bones are still malleable enough that you can find the anger in yourself lock it into your bones, knit it into your marrow. And once you're done, you train your eyes on that distant star, determined to follow it. Your most vivid colours bleed out of you each month along with clot and marrow. There is nothing left for your art but pastel, and shades of grey.
1: Well done, Ez.
0: <laughs> well done, Ez.
1: <laughs> Good on you.
0: Ez Fun. Yes.
1: Yeah. Also known as Wattle Iron Girl. Yeah. So that that was a spectacular um, selection and a spectacular reading of poems from Poetry of Encounter. Let's um, read the bios of the poet contributors who were... Uh, who wrote these poems in the book.
0: Gaylene Carbus's first collection of poetry, Anecdotal Evidence, Five Islands Press, was awarded finalist International Book Awards 2019. Gayleen's second poetry book, I've Decided to Remain Vertical, Puncher and Watman, was published in October 2022. Gaylene teaches creative writing. Ez Fung is astounded to be a poet based in Naram. Her poetry has appeared in Australian Poetry Journal, Rabbit Journal and Borderless, a transnational anthology of feminist poetry, published by Recent Work Press. She lives online at com. Shelley Beamish recently completed her PhD studies Poetry and the Trauma of Child Abuse, a creative thesis and exegesis, investigating how poetry allows trauma to speak. She has poems published by Westerly, Australian Poetry, Ship Street Poetry and Wingless Dreamer. E.A. Gleeson lives in the town of Kyneton in central Victoria, Australia. Her three poetry books, In Between the Dancing, Maisie and the Black Cat Band and Small Acts of Purpose were published by Interactive Press. Alicia Sometimes is a writer and broadcaster. She has performed her poetry at many venues, festivals and events around the world. She is director of two international science poetry planetarium shows. Her TEDxUQ 2019 was about combining art with science. Sarah Rice's collection, Fingertip of the Tongue, won the Islands International Book Awards and Texture won a Canberra Critics Circle Award and was highly commended in the ACT Notable Book Awards. Sarah won the Ron Pretty and the Bruce Dore Poetry Prizes.
1: Well, congratulations to all the poets in this anthology, The Poetry of Encounter. And uh, and a big thank you to Ezra for reading.
0: My pleasure, yeah. Thank yeah. you to the poets.
1: Yeah. So we've been looking at The Poetry of Encounter by Liquid Amber Press, uh, which is an anthology for uh, from a prize, and there's another prize coming up, The Poetry of Home, and I'm looking forward to reading that as well. And uh, I've been aided in the studio today by uh, my friend the actor-writer... An all-round star, Ezra Bix.
0: Long live 3CR.
1: Thank you. Okay, my name is Di Cousins and you've been listening to the Spoken Word Programme.